I'm just going to sit here and, you know, keep eating my uh, Twinkies or something like that. So. Pork rinds. Michelangelo here, you know, the master of the whirling pizzas. And you, my friend, are listening to Turtle Flakes, a bodacious bowl of Ninja Turtles goodness. Brought to you by my radical dudes, Rob and John. Bowabunga! What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Turtle Flakes Podcast. I am your co-host for this evening, Josh Rourke, and with me as always is Mr. Rob Luther. Hey, hey, hey. Hi. How you doing? No, okay. All right. All right. <laughs> Sorry, it's nine o'clock at night on my way. That's late for me. Man, that ecto cooler is really hitting you hard, huh? I know. Actually, I got a Snapple right now. A diet Snapple, sponsored diet by Snapple. Major League Baseball. There you go. All right. Yep. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Today we are actually kind of winging it a little bit, even more than usual, because we were so behind because of our little hiatus we took. We were so behind on listener feedback that we didn't get to share it all on the last episode so josh and i figured why not just dedicate a whole episode to just listener feedback and i heard you had some awesome pickups maybe we could talk about today yeah yeah you know i'm definitely gonna at least talk about one of them yeah for right now um yeah definitely gonna talk about one some super there's one that i'm super excited about having so. really really mm-hmm. okay well I, i'm intrigued because I, even though I it's, you got like know, three or four today it's like, even though it's like a ter- kind of technically speaking, it's a terrible figure, but you know, I just love it. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. those are the best kind. Yeah. I know, right? Yeah. Well, cool, man. Well, cool. Um, yeah, uh, guys. Yep. Yeah, I guess I can go through the links like always, just to kind of get it out there. But um, if you want to send us an email, our email address is turtleflakespodcast at gmail dot com. We are on Twitter at turtleflakes, all one word. Uh, we do have a Facebook group page. It's facebook dot com slash groups slash turtleflakes. And uh, our Totalcom hotline, which we will be playing some phone calls today. I think at least one. I think we have one on the menu. Our number is 865-309-4875. TMNT Entity. It is a blog written by our buddy Mark, and he is basically our encyclopedia. A lot of the stuff we have questions about, we just go to his his blog page, and usually we find answers. I think the web address is tmntentity.blogspot.com. And also, another friend of the show, Anthony Hernandez, does a YouTube channel, or does a YouTube show called Totally Tubular Turtle Tuesday. You can just search that up, or search up Bat Bomb 82 and you'll find all that stuff. It's, uh, it's yeah, it's family-friendly, very high-quality videos, and he's horrible for us because he just makes us want to spend more money. Yep. Yeah. And wonderful artist, too, by the way. Good Lord. Jeez. I'm very jealous. That dude's stupid talented. I know, yep. I know. Stupid talented. <laughs> yeah. There's an oxymoron. I love that one. <laughs> when you're when you're really talented and I'm kind of I'm kinda of mad at you for being it, you are I obviously have to I have to acknowledge that you're talented, but it just sucks and you're stupid talented. <laughs> <laughs> that you know, that that reminds me of one the the kids taught me. I don't if you have you heard this one? Uh not but stupid. But hurt. Have you ever heard of butt hurt? Before? Oh, butt hurt! Oh yeah, man. I That's have never old... heard that till this year. Like, man, you don't old... have to get all butt hurt about it. 
Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> I've never heard that. That's that's a thing. Man, yeah, being butt hurt. Yeah. Yeah. You know yeah. another one. You know the one. Another one I never heard before till this year was salty. You know somebody who's being salty about something. I know that's that's uh, one from like that's mostly like speaking about gamers and stuff like that. Yeah, being, uh, being salty. Gotcha. Yeah, like when somebody rage quits, they're like, oh, they're just being salty. On yeah. Friday thirteenth, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I I got a couple more links here. Uh, so we are proud partners of the Retro Junkies Network. Uh, which is just a network of family-friendly uh, podcasts about all things retro. It could be um, electronics, video games, comics, and, and everything in between. Um, you can check out all the family-friendly podcasts out there at theretrojunkies.com. And also, we're proud partners with the Retro Gaming Times magazine. I have had the privilege to write for that magazine a couple times, and and uh, it's one of the longest online free magazines out there just dedicated to electronics. It originated in 97, I think, and wow. it's still going strong to this to this day, and I love reading some of those old reviews. And now yeah. they have everything in PDF form where you can download all the old back issues and stuff. It's all free. As a matter of fact, their next issue comes out in July, so I'm going to try my best, knock on wood, to finally write some reviews of uh, the Game Boy games, yeah, uh, we'll see how that we'll see how that goes. With the you say that was started ninety seven? Yeah, started I think ninety ninety seven. So twenty one years old now. Man, back when everything retro was new, yeah, <laughs> so they just called themselves the Times, the t- <laughs> the Gaming Times. That's the it. Gaming Times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I totally it. asked you about the year so I could make a joke. Yeah, oh, so. that was good. That was good. Yeah. I actually thought you were interested. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just over here being butthurt. No, yeah, it's okay. Being salty about <laughs> things. Uh, as far as announcements go, um, well, the big one is that on the next episode, which technically we're probably supposed to do that on this one, but, it, uh, you know, it was my fault. I just wanted to get the feedback um, I don't yeah. know, out there, is we're going to be covering the 2007 film. So if you're hearing this, that means you still have time to write in and let us know, you know, what are your thoughts on the 2007 CGI film? I remember, uh, and I can say this now, I, I remember going to the Ninja Turtles website. It was NinjaTurtles.com. And I remember seeing it probably like 2003 or four posters for coming in 2007. And it just showed like the, the logo. It didn't show the turtles or anything like that. Just a logo or I guess the font for the movie. Yeah. And I remember thinking, holy yeah. cow, what is that going to be like? Because at that time, you know, we didn't have – it was just the three live action movies. And that was before, or yeah, that was before Turtles Forever came out. Obviously, so I remember the anticipation killing me. I remember, man. I never even saw. I didn't even know the movie was being made. Uh, I came home. On, I was in the army when it came out, and I was on leave oh. after my first deployment. And my sister said, "Hey, there's a Ninja Turtle movie out. You want to go out and see it?" I said, "Yeah." I had no idea they were making a Turtles movie, and I saw it. I was like, "Wow, this is awesome!" <laughs> so, so you liked it right away. Yeah, I liked it immediately. That, yeah. that was me. That was me. I remember th- hoping, and, and I had bias, and I'm not even afraid to admit it. I was like, it, there's no way it's going to be as good as the first one. There's no way. Yeah. you know, Because I knew even then there's nothing that can top that for me. But Man. I remember walking out of that theater going, wow, that was better than I expected it to be. Mm-hmm. So I, I can't wait to go back to it. And I'm kind of struggling here because part of me wants to watch it at least a couple times before we discuss it. Uh-huh. Maybe take some notes for some talking points, do a little bit of research on the voice actors, the scripts, try to do my best there. But then another part of me is like, wouldn't it not be nice to just kind of watch it 
authentically. But uh, let's see, other announcements. Ooh, here's one, Josh, I've not even gotten to tell you yet. Dan Berger got back to us. We, we, oh, yeah. We've been wanting to send him some questions for quite some time. We finally got to send him some questions that we, we had about comics in general, about how things went in Mirage, working for Mirage and Archie and things like that. And he has been so wonderfully generous with his information. I cannot wait to share that email. I figure maybe the next episode we'll do the 2007 film, and then after that I, I know issue 83 of the IDW series is going to be out. And then maybe after that we can we can discuss the Dan Berger stuff. Um, okay. Maybe do maybe we can do the bird dude issue while we do that. Oh yeah, yeah, from Archie. I about that, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Maybe we could do that and then do the yeah. um, uh, interview afterwards. But yeah, man, he wrote a novel for just about every question. So what a wonderfully nice guy okay. to take the time to do that. So, and the only other big announcement is really not turtles related, but I'll mention it anyway because I'm excited. My baby Lyra will be here in less than ten days. Now we're getting down to. Today's the 18th, so yeah. yeah, she'll be here on the 26th. That's the uh, induction date. So, oh man, if not sooner, man, it's Cray. She's gonna be shut up. She's <laughs> gonna be born on a Tuesday. On man. a Tuesday, on a Tuesday, man. right after my right after my birthday. Yeah, she woke up on a Tuesday. <laughs> oh, don't sing that. That song's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you just say that for another joke? No, I didn't know. You did, you did. No, I did not. You were no, playing that not. song in your head. No. <laughs> <laughs> you were. Because I, I knew when she was going to be born, right? On a Tuesday. On a Tuesday. Oh, gosh. Well, uh, now, I guess, so, for the feedback, do you want to go with emails first or the phone calls first, my man? Uh, yeah, let's do let's do a couple emails and a couple phone calls, yeah. Okay, cool, cool. All right, so, uh, looks like our buddy Dan B., I think his first-time emailer here, he sent us an email. Oh, bless your heart, Dan. I'm so sorry. Way back in April, uh, he sent us an email. It says, Hi, my name is Dan, and first of all, I want to say that I enjoy listening to your podcast. It's quite down-to-earth and lighthearted. Your Next Mutation reviews cracked me up. That's awesome. (laughs) little love for Next Mutation. I love it. Uh, I wondered if you considered at all having other bloggers or fans on the show at any point. I know you've had guests in the past, but I was wondering how viable it would be to ha- to get other fans on the show. I know that could open up a can of worms, but it was just a thought that I had this morning and figured that I, it didn't hurt to ask. I thought it'd be fun to have other perspectives, insights, and experiences from around the world. In any case, if you're interested at all, I have numerous blogs and sites myself, including various Disney sites, and my review blog that actually has a lot of TMNT content on it. I'll provide a link below for my... Uh, to my TMNT index page that has a list of links to all my TMNT related posts, which gets updated regularly. Uh, I says, anyway, sorry to ramble, but I guess I just wanted to say hi and I enjoy your, your podcast and wanted you to know um, if you'd ever consider having another guest on the show. Kind regards, Dan. You know, you know Dan, you can just ask to be on the show. Yeah, it's I mean, okay, you don't have man. To... Yeah, yeah, Dan's cool. the man. Yeah, first, yeah. first of all, thank you very, very much for uh, for the email. It's so great to hear from new new folks. Definitely, that's one of my favorite things. Um, yeah. And absolutely, I think we said at the beginning of the year that we we did want to have more just just fellow fans on the show. Yeah, um, yeah, I think that's that's always something we've tried to be open with. And, it's uh, mostly just like we. I mean, we're not gonna. I think maybe Rob and I are kind of the same way. I'm not gonna ask if anyone wants to be on the show, but if somebody asks us to be on the show, then <laughs> more than likely we'll say yeah. Absolutely. You know, you know, like the only people that we ever actually like reached out to were people like we were just kind of we kind of figured would never say anything to us like Anthony Hernandez or BJ or Michelle Ivy. 
you know so yeah i agree i agree yeah like if you want on the show dude just be like hey can i be on the next show and more than likely we'll say yeah of like, course yeah if you really want to plan for unless we got something big planned for like you know a movie green screen or or like a like a video game review that's going to take a while like unless mm-hmm. you specifically say you know can we can i be on the turtles 3 movie thing with you i don't know so. <laughs> Well, absolutely. I mean, my, my thing is, um, you know, I need to apologize, and I feel like I do this every episode, but it's true. I want to do a better job of managing the show. Just, just, I mean, like being more consistent. I know it's not, listeners, it's not Josh. Josh is very flexible, which I admire about you because you have five kids, man. I don't know how you do it. I, I Sometimes I just feel so busy. I, I can't do it regularly, but I want to. And um, I definitely want to make sure that we don't have another laps in, in in scheduling yeah like we just did you know and, and that's my thing i want to have i want to be on more frequently and uh absolutely this year i'd love to get yeah. some more folks on um but yeah my goal right now is just make sure that we don't we're not inconsistent which is yeah certainly tough and, with another baby running around but i'm gonna try my best to make sure that happens well you know what i think it is it's just like it wasn't it wasn't like schedule i don't think it really was scheduling conflicts i think what happened is you and i just both kind of burnt out you know i sure. mean you would oh, yeah. like professionally what you i was the end of the year the end of the year for you was always tough end of yeah. the school year i mean mm-hmm. uh with me taking care of the kids and uh doing all the the writing that i've been doing and then trying to look into getting stuff published it, it's we just both kind of i was just i was tired in ninja turtles i didn't want to do anything ninja turtles anymore <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and that happens. And I, we talked about that on the last show too. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's it's easy to to get burned out after a while. Um, because for me, it's the editing that burns me out. You know, and it's me yeah. when I'm editing. I swear, the only thing I edit out from Josh usually yeah. is is cussing. And that's yeah. it. It's it's me. It takes it's tedious. It takes hours sometimes to to edit everything out and make everything sound moderately tolerable. But but yeah. That I think that's the thing that burns me out the most. It it takes some yeah. time, but I love it. You know, I, I'm so proud that I I get to do something like this, and I'm so fortunate that I've gotten to meet such amazing people through this. And guys, I cannot wait to share that Dan Berger interview with you all. It, I think you're really going to get a kick out of some of the stories he told. Uh, he really divulged a lot of cool stuff. So, so uh, moving on down the line for emails, we have another one from our good buddy Baxter in here somewhere. Oh, okay. It's not an email. I'm sorry. It is a recording he did for us. So let me send that to you real quick, Josh. Okay. So Baxter, he's a big toy collector, and I think he's actually a part of the Kevin Eastman fan club, which is something I definitely, financially, I would love to do, but I can't right now. But yeah, he's a big collector, and he actually, this is something you might not, or you might know, Josh, that, but I did, I certainly didn't. Um, yeah. He was saying that there's actually a several different variants of the basketball playmates um was it donatello or leonardo i think it was donatello that was donatello. yes mm-hmm. there's there's like a red jersey one which is the common one but there's also a white jersey one that's that's kind of hard to find and he was hmm. just talking about how he found it so um we'll go ahead and edit the what he had to say into the show hi this is judith hope as the original April O'Neil from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and I'm so glad you called. Leave a message after the beep, and if we're not beating up fat guys and trying to, like, whip the Foot Clan, we will return your call just as soon as we can. Thanks! 
Hey, what's up, guys? It's Baxter. I have a uh, pretty cool toy pickup I wanted to share with everybody. Um, now, I spotted one of these figures a few years back, and I missed out on him. I finally just found another one about a month ago, so I've been searching for this guy for a while. It is the Slam Dunkin' Don Walmart exclusive white jersey Ah, Walmart variant. exclusive. I didn't know that. Now, I paid $160 for him. Wow. He's loose with no accessories, but in my opinion, this is top five, top three. I mean, one of the absolute rarest, hardest to find Ninja Turtle action figures, and most people don't even know about it. <sighs> Darn. Now, the only information I can find about this action figure is on uh, Captain Mike's website, Captain with a K, Mike with a Y. He's, uh, he's an awesome dude. I've learned a lot from him. And he's actually the only person I know of that even owns another one. He states on his website it took him eight years, I believe, to mm. find his. I mean, these are just crazy, super rare. So my question to you guys and maybe the listeners is, does anybody have any more information regarding this action figure? Do they know when it was released, why it was released? Was it a basketball thing or like a holiday thing? Also, does anybody have any of the accessories for sale? I would love to get my hands on some of those. They're a different color from the uh, the regular Slam Dunkin' Don's accessories. Um, yeah, I. Uh, one more thing though, if you are looking for one of these online, be careful because the uh, the the Mini Mutant playsets Slam Dunkin' figures are also wearing white jerseys. So just be careful; you're not accidentally buying. Uh, a minifigure. Now, I emailed you guys a few pictures. You know, let me know what you think. I also sent uh, pictures of the Japanese figures from last week's episode, just to kind of show how they differ a little bit from the Super Mutants. Uh, I mean, Josh, especially, I'd love to hear your feedback, maybe even just a quick little review on them. Um, and that's it, guys. I'll talk to you later. All right. So, hey, congratulations on getting uh, get one of the rare ones, man. See, I didn't know about this Walmart exclusive. Did you, Josh? No, I didn't. Back when that Slam Dunkin' Don came out, I didn't know they did store exclusives. Yeah, I didn't either. You know? I, I certainly didn't. So I remember getting. I remember I had the red jersey one. That's the only one I've ever seen. Even to this day, it's the only one I've ever seen. So yeah, yeah. I would love to learn a lot more about the variants. I mean, I know TMNT Museum has a lot. But I don't know if that's every single one. Man, that that's intriguing to me because you know you hear you've always heard about Scratch. Yeah. Uh, but that the some of the variants, those are the ones you don't hear about as much. There's there's a lot of variants that are uh, pretty rare. Yeah. Like one I'll talk one I'm going to talk about later. Uh, oh, cool. Yeah, he paid 150, I think. Which. Uh, Boy, if I oof, I had the dough, I don't know if I could pull the trigger. But if hey, if I was a collector, maybe I would. So he was asking, does anyone? I mean, anyone listening to our show have any background information on this character? You know, and, and some of the accessories that might have come with him, and if there was anything specific to the white jersey Walmart exclusive, maybe the packaging or what time of the year it might have come out. Anything at all about this white jersey Donatello Playmates action figure, the Walmart exclusive one, uh, that that's so rare. 
does anyone know anything about it that would, that would love to share their information, please reach out to us, and we will definitely uh, send that information to Baxter and, and a lot of our uh, collecting friends here. So, uh, yeah, again, our, our email address is turtleflakespodcast.gmail.com. So please reach out. We'd love to hear from you. I just did a quick Google search. Yeah. And it looks like the accessories he had were the same accessories the red jersey ones, the red jersey Donatello came with. Okay. Uh, so he came with like uh, a basket, not actually a basketball on a hoop because it's, you know, turtles and they're all made out of weird stuff, but um, <laughs> they were yellow plastic, yellow or like a yellow orange type of plastic. And he came with a collector's trading card. Oh, wow. Of the uh, white jersey Donatello. Because later on in the line, they all came with uh, trading cards. Like 94, uh, between 94 and 96, they all had trading cards. Wow. Huh. Now, he did say that there was there was some minifigures that had the white jerseys. But he, he was saying, there, of course, there's the uh, traditional scale that, that had the white jerseys, yeah. which is kind of rare. Yeah. Um. So it was a 94 release. Uh, mm, I can't seem to find... A uh, a release date on it. I would imagine it's later because it wasn't using uh, the Sewer Stars uh, sports card back that all of the uh, okay. sports ones had. It was just by 1994 they had this purple card back with the four turtles in the sewer. Oh, okay. I, I got you. I'm sure you know what that one is. Yeah. Um, yeah, kind of the the generic one. Yeah, it was yeah. like in, it it replaced that blue card with the four turtles' heads on it. I know. Yeah. You mean the good one? <laughs> yeah, the good one. Yeah. Well, no, the good one was the the exploding brick in the back. Oh, yeah. That's that's what I, I was referring to. Yeah, I'm sorry. that's yeah. the good one, or that that's like that's the iconic one. Uh, but yeah, he. Um, I mean, it was still called Sewer. What is it? Sewer Sports All Stars Ninja Turtles. But and it had the purple card back for the white jersey, but for the red jersey one, it was another purple card. But it was like it had Donatel, uh, Slam Dunkin Don doing a bunch of basketball tricks and everything. And <laughs> if I remember correctly, the back of the card for the actual for the red jersey one had a scene from a. In, it had the portrait and a couple figures, but in the back of the card, it had. Uh, it showed a picture of a basketball game being played with Splinter as a referee and Bebop trying to guard Donatello. Uh, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> as the uh, uh, as he was trying to score a goal. Yeah. Well, I sent you a picture of his figure here. and It, it yep. does a little co- comparison here. So that's the same one. That's huh? the same one I just saw. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I remember I had that figure, the red jersey one, when I was a kid. And yeah, that is awesome. I like- yeah, it looks like the headbands are different, too. And the knee pads and everything. They might be. It might also just be the paint job too, because like it could be, yeah. Because the white one, the white one looks like it's yellow, yeah. And the red one looks like his headbands. It's green, green and purple, yeah. And yeah, with the white jersey one, the same yellow orange color that his headband is. Uh, that's the <laughs> color of his accessories: the the basketball and the hoop. Oh, okay, nice, nice. He also sent, and I'll, I'll just send this to you real quick and see if you've seen these. These are the Super Mutants figures. I'd love to have these one day, too. Oh, yeah, dude. I, yeah, you've reviewed some of these, haven't you? Uh, I haven't reviewed them, but what I do, I oh, okay. I almost pulled the trigger. These are the ones that are inspired by the, the manga, yeah, or by that's the, right. the anime. I almost pulled the trigger on these, but these are a little expensive. So a good, for me, a good... Uh, Oh, I cannot think of the word. Um, substitute? Yeah, a good substitute, yeah. 
Uh, compromise, a good compromise. Okay. Uh, they had a, a ver- one of the very, very last uh, Ninja Turtle variants released in 1997 before the next mutation uh, figures came out. They had these Ninja Turtles that were called Mutant Masters, and they all had like oh, wow. powers like Raphael controlled fire, Donatello controlled wind, and so on and so forth. But they would, they were basically. They were the Ninja Turtles, and then you'd open up their shell, and you could flip their head around, and they all had these pieces of armor that you would attach to them, and they looked very similar to the Super Mutants. Oh, cool. Those were a little cheaper, so I got those instead. But what's what I really liked about them and the, the Super Mutants here is basically they're the same articulation and style of figure in terms of and height as well. They're basically like the Toy Biz X-Men figures, but they're playing oh, Ninja cool. Turtles. So that's what... That's why I wanted those because like they, they're never gonna make Ninja Turtles like that again. So I gotta get, it. and they got the same <laughs> uh, mask on them too. So I, I thought I had pictures of them up online. I'll share them with, later. So yeah, I, th- I think I've seen them from you. Yeah, so that that's awesome, man. Yeah, I figured you probably knew about them. Yeah, done a lot of research. <laughs> I'm sure you have, man. <laughs> well, Baxter, man, thank you for the for the uh, phone call and thank you for the the info too. And congratulations on the slam dunk and Don. That is cool. That's man. awesome. And and also, he has another email for us, but we'll save that for the next episode. But he won a contest for um, the Kevin Eastman fan club, so I'm excited to kind of announce that a little bit later. So uh, stay tuned for that, guys. We'll probably it, it, we'll probably talk about that one or share that one on the show. I think I know uh, what after. he's talking about because I remember entering a contest on that too. So oh, okay, cool, cool, yeah. So um, yeah, we'll share that after the uh, 2007 episode. So the last bit of feedback we have is a phone call from our our. Partner in crime, um, our good friend of the show, Mr. Rob Veach. So I've sent that to you, Josh. Okay, and now I think this is in regards to... Remember when we talked about um, in the Volume 4, Issue 11 episode uh, with Splinter's Funeral and how, you know, should characters just nowadays just die in in comic books and just be gone, stay gone? And I think he was talking in regards to this. Okay. it's been a while since I've heard it, but uh, but I'm pretty sure that's what this is about. So we'll go ahead and click play in three, two, one, and click. Hey, guys. It's uh, Rob Beach. I just listened to the last episode and wanted to respond to your question about, like, uh, should characters stay dead in comics or, uh, you know, specifically with uh, Splinter. Um, I think for me, you know, I wasn't reading Volume 4 at the time. I've only kind of just started. Um but I think with that one, I would have preferred he stayed that way hmm. uh, because, you know, it was yeah, volume four. <laughs> um, um, it was, you know, the series had kind of been restarted a few times, and this was, you know, they had jumped continuity ahead uh, so that it was, you know, like actually 15 years since, yeah, um, you know, since the first issue and all that. So with, you know, with it being kind of in a new perspective and the turtles being older and stuff, um, I felt I feel that that would be a good way to explore how their lives continue after he is gone. Um, but all that said, you know, if the series is going to go a long time, you can explore that and then, you know, still later have him come back or whatever. And like with Batman, um, I remember Josh, you know, mentioned that. They kind of did that. They kind of had their cake and ate it too with the storyline where, you know, he got the Omega Sanction thing, and so the audience knew that he was alive and he was coming back, but everybody in Batman's world 
believed he was dead. Oh, that's cool. And so you got to see how they kind of carried on and who took over the mantle and all that. Um, but yeah, I think with Splitter, you know, knowing that this is volume four and there would be, you know, a new series that returned things to status quo at some point. Uh, yeah, I would have liked he, uh, he just stayed that way for the rest of that series. Um, anyway, yeah, there's that. There's what I think. Uh, <laughs> all right, guys, keep up the great work. Catch you on the flip side. <laughs> Right on, bro. I love, I love Rob. He's the best, man. I'll tell you. You know, uh, well, let me shut up, and I want to hear what you got to say, because I, I think you and he share the same opinion. Yeah. Oh, Rob can be on the show anytime he wants, man. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. See how it's done, Brian? Oh, Brian, you come on yeah. anytime, man. You know what? To heck with Josh. <laughs> I don't remember. You said that. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's great. Uh, so I'll tell you what. No, I, I wholeheartedly agree as well. You know, like uh, going into it, I remember being really, really uh, – when I first read it, gosh, when it came out, and I guess 05 it was, I remember really being kind of shaken by it um, and, and really sad because I was very attached to Splinter, always was. But even as a late teenager then, I was okay with it. I was okay with it because I, I still thought – even if he never did come back, even if, you know, you never did exercise one of those weird loopholes and, and had him come back in 20-some issues, that doesn't mean he's gone for good. You could still t- show or or have, like, a flashback episode, you know, where maybe Splinter had taught them a lesson that was never portrayed yeah. before in the comic series. You can still have him as part of the issue. It's just maybe he's gone in that present time. So I I would have been okay with that. Um, so yeah, I mean, what do you think? Yeah, you know, I mean, I, death in comics to me is it, it was effective one time, uh, and it was when Superman died and that was what got me into Superman was the death of Superman storyline. And if anything, it was bolstered a year later when they did a storyline for Batman called Nightfall, where they were alluding to Batman dying, but he had his back broken and he was paralyzed, effectively killing him, but not really. And so I was like, okay, yeah, so comic books should be taken seriously. And to me, death is not a joke. Um, if you can't come, if you can't come back in real life, you shouldn't really do that. In I don't think. Even superheroes should be exempt from it. You know, I don't I don't think so. I mean, now you can have characters that I understand. You can have characters like Wolverine healing factor. You have immortal characters. You have characters that just can't die. I get that. But, like, if a character dies, it does, to me, from a storytelling perspective, it does that character a disservice uh, to just bring them back. Especially if it's, like, say say Peter Laird kills Splinter and then five years later, another writer comes on the book and brings Splinter back. That kind of just slaps the last five years of hypothetically speaking, the last five years of comics in the face and says, yeah, well all that stuff and personal growth and all those lessons learned from his death, we're going to ignore that. And he's back now, you know, it kind of, it just, it always irks me when, characters in comic books die um it it really does Uh, i don't i don't care for it at all and you know i've i called out and it's not just because of peter laird doing it on the fourth volume i've called out tom waltz for 
writing an issue 44 of the turtles i didn't call out tom waltz but i called i called out the the issue i was gonna say i was like (laughs) issue 44 ended great donatello dead from bebop and rocksteady the turtles and splinter are forever changed and within two pages of the next issue donatello was back he was back enough he wasn't dead you know he was okay oh wait he's in a coma what no he got hit in the face with a sledgehammer you died from that i'm sorry you know, <laughs> and uh, I just I I agree with Rob wholeheartedly, and I understand that there's that. I understand you don't want to see your heroes die, and you want them to come back. That's a very natural reaction to a death in the family. Uh, like you know, an yeah. uncle or somebody dies, you you really love them. You don't want them to die. You want them back. And I don't think that that kind of line should be crossed in comic books. If we're expected to take comic books seriously. They should have certain rules of reality that they don't break. You know? It's like you can't live underwater unless you're Aquaman. If you go underwater long enough, you're going to drown. You know? It's, uh... Yeah, well, I mean, I know this is kind of a stretch, but this is immediately what I thought of. It's like, with okay, I love wrestling. I'm a big wrestling guy. But, like, if you basically ha- use your finisher over and over again, it's going to lose its effect. Yeah. You've got to make them count, you know? Because when you finally do go to kill off a character, no one's going to believe it's going to actually happen. Um, if you do it so many, so often, it's the, the classic boy who cried wolf, and it just loses its effect. You you really want to if you're going to do it, you, you yeah. got to stick to your guns. I th- I honestly think it's going to happen in IDW. I I do think that Splinter is going to get it, especially after some of the things I've read recently. I just feel like he's he's gone down this path where. The writing's on the wall. Yeah. There's going to be a big showdown. Um, you know, you could feel the heat between the turtles and Splinter. I mean, they're literally in different gangs now. Um, so, I do think it's coming, and I just hope mm-hmm. that it counts for something. You know what I'm saying? I hope it means something when it does. Yeah, happen. I do too. And you know, I I kind of hope it's not. I kind of hope it's not Splinter that dies. I hope like he. I I think it would be a really. Good, and I don't know. I haven't read the last like probably ten issues of the IDW book just because like we went into last week. Last week I just kind of am taking a break from it. But you know, based on everything I've read so far, I would love it if it came down to like Leonardo and Splinter, and Splinter kills Leonardo. Oh, that because be like, dude, you can't come back from that. You know, I no. mean, like, even if Leonardo comes back somehow, he uses the Force, Harry. I don't know. Um, <laughs> you know, like, even if Leonardo came back, you could not get forgive Splinter for that. You, you just, you could not. No. If they act like they could, they would ring hollow to me. Now, now, Josh, I'll say this. I'll say this, and I don't. I'm not going to spoil anything, but I'll say I could see yeah. it happening um, based on some of the stuff I'm reading. That's not that yeah. far fetched. Oh, based on um, the ending of the so... Street Phantoms, uh, the Chasing Phantoms storyline, that was yeah, immediately what yeah. I thought of. I was like, he's gonna, it's gonna come down between the Turtles and Splinter, and Splinter's going to kill one of them. Yeah, yeah. I th- oh man, that they, they literally. Well, no, I, I, let me shut up. I don't want to give anything away. I want you to enjoy it for what it is. But um, I think it's like issue eighty or eighty one or eighty two. You'll definitely see. A, there's some heat between them even more so than where where the street phantoms left off so um and the triceratons triceratons got screwed so but that's another yeah. for another day <laughs> that's all i'll say 
So, yeah, uh, thank you guys so, so much for the feedback we've gotten. And I am so sorry it took, it took a while. <laughs> some, yeah, like three months, two, three months. But, um, hey, apologize. Please keep them coming. We really do appreciate them. And we didn't forget about you. It's just been a while. Uh, I know Rob, he called back in and already gave his uh, opinions of the 2007 movie. So we'll play that on the next episode. So thanks again, Rob, for, for everything. Hey, did she say pizza? So you live in an antique store? Yep, pizza. Mm. Above, actually. Well, I was going to give you guys a tour of the store. Ready? So, Hoser, without any further ado, you want to talk about your, your pickups real quick? Yeah. We'll, we'll close it out? Yeah, you know, I will. Um, okay, so I got into – because of the book that I'm writing, the Just the Basics – um, I found out recently that there were a bunch of action figures released under the Movie 3 banner. Uh, basically, is a, a new series of the Movie All-Stars or something. I think it was Movie All-Stars or Movie Star Turtles or something like that. Uh, mm-hmm. So in 1993, they released a bunch of figures for the third movie that was released that year, including the four turtles in samurai gear, a new splinter with actual fur, uh, a variant of April... You know, and a bunch of the action figures uh, were a bunch of the other characters in the movie, like uh, Lord Norinaga, who was the warlord, that action figure, uh, the pirate arms dealer, uh, Walker, who is the best part of that entire movie. He's awesome. He's so cool. <laughs> um, and a couple of, you know, just soldier, samurai, warrior figures. And then there was one figure that I'm going to talk about right now that I was super excited to get today. Uh, but it was actually the character of Wit, uh, possibly Casey Jones's great, 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 great grandfather. Oh, wow. I didn't know they made a figure of him. I didn't either until last week. So they didn't actually release a figure in the uh, figure line. What they did was they released a vehicle that was the catapult that uh, uh, Wit actually takes out because Wit takes out Walker at the end of that movie with using a cat. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Everyone forgets that. Yeah, man. Like Casey Jones. You know, he went, oops, and then took out the bad guy. <laughs> um, so they made a figure of Wit that was actually released with the catapult. And what it was, it was meant to actually launch the Ninja Turtles in the battle. Uh, so I didn't get the catapult, <laughs> but I did get the action figure of Wit. And so, so you got your camera on? I do. I'm okay. watching you right now. So here he is right there. Oh, wow. That's, beard and everything. Yeah, he's got the beard and everything. So right next to his grandson right there, right? Casey. Man, his grandson was a little bit more built. He was, yeah. Casey, that's why I wanted to do the comparison here because there's a couple of things about this that I didn't know. So Casey's a little <laughs> bit bigger. Uh, Casey's, yeah, a little bit. Casey's a bit of a bigger figure. But also, what I I think the reason um, he's a bigger looking figure is because his head sculpt is bigger. Because uh, with the wit action figure, he actually came with a clip on hockey mask and long hair that you could clip together over his head to create Casey Jones. So you could have like really yeah. So you could actually like create a Casey Jones figure, and he even came with a goalie stick. Unfortunately, I don't have that. I just have the figure. You know, I, oh man, I didn't know it came with those. That, see that—that's a killer accessory right there. Yeah, you know, and, I would—I would, I'd like to buy it just for that. Yeah. You know what? There's a couple of listings for the catapult with the figure all in box, and it's usually it'll usually run you between forty and fifty bucks. 
Okay. That is a steal for an inbox vintage Ninja Turtle vehicle or a place up. Yeah. That is yeah. a steal. It's just how much do you want it? You know? Yeah. I didn't care about a catapult because I don't I don't care. All the, all of my turtle vehicles, with the exception of the Technodrome and the sewer set, are in my closet. So mm-hmm. I just didn't really feel like I didn't feel like spending fifty bucks at the time when I got wit for six bucks. You know? Yeah. Oh and yeah. Unfortunately, the only drawback to this figure that I have so far is a, a couple of the movie three figures did what the original Shredder and Splinter figures did, where they had actual cloth clothing that was bound together, bound to them with a belt. Looked great on the figure because the the fabric was actually cut to fit that figure in particular. It fit mm-hmm. Splinter and Shredder really nicely. And with wit and with a castle gu- I'll just I'll just show you the figure with this uh, Rebel Soldier figure right here, mm-hmm. who basically all he is is a movie star foot soldier with a different head and different color. That's all he is. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, that, I mean that, that I looked it all up because I used to have the foot soldier figure and I uh, when I was a kid and I remember it looking exactly like that, but the paint yeah and the head's different, of course. But with the with these two figures with Wit and the Rebel Soldier, they had. They had cloth clothing that that goes over their clothing, but it's cut just in a uniform shape, and it looks like they're wearing a blanket. It it <laughs> it just looks like they're wearing a giant poncho or something like that. Looks terrible, you know. It looks terrible. They didn't have a belt to hold it together, so the wit figure I have here just is without it. But until you know, I, I feel bad for showing you this, but because until you notice it, you don't notice it. And then mm-hmm. when you notice it, it just kind of breaks your brain. You can't help but notice anymore. But, like, I'm going to show you. This is why I got Casey Jones here. Casey Jones looking pretty ripped. He's got the oh yeah. He's got the uh, ripped up sweatshirt at the arms and at the torso there. See expose, his exposed abdomen and his arms, right? Right. Okay, so if you look at Wit, they have the same mold. And you can see that he's got... A, oh uh, wow! He's got a ripped up hoodie with ripped up sleeves, and you can see the abdomen there. But it's painted the same color as the shirt, and his arms now have sleeves, even though the arms on his shirt are torn. <laughs> so, so, so it's basically the same mold. It's the same Casey Jones figure, but it's just the same torso. The arms and legs and head are all different. So why they didn't? Oh. Wow. I have no idea because here, like, you can see, like, his arm and Casey Jones's arm. Like, the hands are different. The arms are different. Yeah. The legs, the boots, everything is different. I don't know why the torso was the same. Well, because, you know, keeping in shape was a family thing. Keeping in shape, yeah, but he's, like, obviously got, like, a, a shirt tucked in here. <laughs> so, like, when you can see your abs through your shirt, you're, I mean, you feel. That's when you know you've been working out. Yeah, you've been doing better than I have. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's a Bowflex body right there. I'm just going to sit here and, you know, keep eating my uh, Twinkies or something like that. So. Pork rinds. Pork rind. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, so the uh, I was super excited. Of the, of the Movie 3 figures, this is the one that I really, really wanted to get because That's awesome. I'm a huge fan of Elias Cotillas, the guy that played Casey Jones. Oh, he's great. He he's great. He is awesome. He is one of those actors that even if he, he's been in a, he's probably been in a couple of bad movies. I don't know. But like all the movies that I've seen him in, he was awesome in them. Like 
More so, I agree. More than Ninja Turtles, you should watch him in a movie. Look who's talking to. He's the funniest part of that movie. Uh, but like, he was in that movie. He was in that movie. He was uh, Kirstie Alley's brother, and John Travolta was oh. super annoyed by him all the time. Uh, that was him. That was him. Yeah. Uh, wow. I think it was him. I'm relatively certain. But uh, go out like on iTunes or Amazon or something, and go out and rent a movie called Fallen. It stars Denzel Washington. And Elias Cotillas is in that movie as a serial killer who's being put to death. And he uh, dies. This is not a spoiler because it's in like the first 20 minutes of the movie. Um, He dies in the gas chamber. And a a certain amount of time goes by, a couple of months. And his spirit actually starts moving from body to body to haunt uh, Denzel Washington's character. Wow. And like whenever it's like Jason X. Yeah. Or uh Jason goes to hell. Heck, yeah. Yeah. But like it it does cool things when like somebody whose body he's inhabited like walks past a piece of glass, you can see his reflection and everything is super. Oh. It's creepy. Yeah. And he is amazing at it. Every time he's take you know he took over somebody else because he always sings the song Time is on my side. Huh. Um and so whenever he's in a new body like he Denzel Washington's walking down the street and this dude is jumping from body to body, and like he sings the whole song through like twenty different people. Wow, that's cool. It's creepy, and he's great in it. Oh, now I want to see that. Another one he was good in um, was the Thin Red Line. You know, I've heard really good things about that movie. I've I've never never seen, seen it. it. I I saw when it came out because like it was right around the same time that Saving Private Ryan came out, and I was like fascinated with oh, that. Um, that makes sense. And, I saw Saving Private Ryan. So. Yeah, yeah, uh, and oh, what was the other one he was in? He was in a weird one, but he stole the show. He was um, he was in a movie with uh, Steve Martin, but it was like a really dark comedy, and he was kind of like the sleazeball brother in it. And he, I mean, like, I you, I think he's bald in real life, but like oh, you can is. tell they put a they they put you they put a wig on him, and he looks just like Casey Jones in this movie. Um, but oh man, I think it was called Novocaine. Oh, Novocaine, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, yeah. He's he was dentist. in that. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah. That, wow, I haven't seen that movie in a minute, man. Yeah, that that was a that's a weird one. I've only seen it once, but I immediately recognized Elias yeah. Cotillas. Well, I, I remember him in um. He was one of the bad guys in this movie called Shooter with Mark Wahlberg, where he's a sniper. Oh really? Yeah, and he's he's just a sleazeball in that movie. Like he is just. You want him to die, but I like Elias Cotillas. I don't want him to die, you know? It's like, oh. I know. I just want to meet the guy. Just to, he seems like a cool guy. I don't know why. I, I read an interview with him once, and it was like for the 30th anniversary of the Turtles. And he was like, I haven't – he was being asked about Casey Jones. He's like, I haven't talked about Ninja Turtles in – Thirty, you know, twenty years since it happened. You know, it's just it's. Wow. He says that you know, just and not for not because he doesn't want to, just because up until like around now, nobody asked him about it. Oh wow! You know, it's just well, you know, you See, think I, about that, it. That all. blows my mind because to me, I think that was like, well, th- then again, I was a kid during that time. You know, you and I are looking at it through a different lens, I guess. Mm-hmm. But like, he is Casey Jones to me. Like, I, I it's almost. That to me, that's his most recognizable role. But then again, I'm a huge turtle fan, so yeah, you know how it goes. Yeah, and <laughs> I mean, like for like two years after I saw that movie, I would just whenever I, I had to give somebody bad news, I was always like, "Yeah, tough rocks, pal." You know, just because <laughs> that's what Casey said. I learned how to talk to women because of Casey. Yeah, 
No one if you were single forever. Yeah. <laughs> princess. Hey, princess. Ah. Yeah, you know, and man. Did you know that scene where he's sitting on the um, swing and it broke? Yeah. I don't think that was planned. I don't think I, I'd always. His, you look at his face. I don't think that was planned. <laughs> yeah, and they kept it in the movie. I'm pretty sure. I'll, I'll double check with the. Uh, maybe Kevin Eastman can like put that to rest. But I, I think I heard that rumor that that was all just spur of the moment, and they they kept it. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah. Speaking of Judith Hogue, um, Fanboy Expo in Knoxville is um, it starts on. June 29th, mm-hmm. um, and I'm actually going to go. I have already bought the ticket. Oh, this, it's something I've been wanting to do for years, and when I found out Judith Hogue was going to be there, I think that was the that was the ticket. And I asked the lady, and she actually she was the one who was like, you know what, you you wanted to go to this for a long time. We've had to make a, a lot of cuts lately. Why don't you just spoil yourself for day, a day and just go meet her and you know have fun and stuff? So, yeah. so shout That's out awesome. to the wives, man. The wives are great. <laughs> we're, we're lucky man we are yeah we definitely are <laughs> so uh but yeah that's awesome man so i'm happy about the figures and um you know what speaking of turtles 3 and everything you know i, I think we should get our scepter out you know and, and maybe go back in time to a crazy time way different from now the year 2007 oh god yeah such a so much of a simpler time back then oh i know things have changed i'll tell you well guys we're grabbing the scepter we're going back to 2007 and on the next episode you hear us we'll be there you know what i'm gonna do just for fun is i'm gonna pull up like the 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 big hits for 2007 and see if we can recognize one of them oh you're talking about music like music hits, yes, I should say. I'm gonna fail uh, that because like I was I wasn't even in the country in 2007. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that'll yeah. be really hard for you. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, we'll pick out like some of the the movies that were out at the time. Yeah, besides Turtles and and just you know just for perspective and everything. And um, so yeah, I take we I vote we take the scepter. We head on out. But before we do, before we go back in time, eleven years. What type of pizza are we gonna have to close out another totally tubular episode of Turtle Flakes? I was head. Oh, man. You know what? So considering we were talking about Casey Jones and Elias Cotillas and all that, you know, I'm just going to have to say we got to go with the pizza that they had in their movie, and I'm going to get a penicillin pizza. Penicillin. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. You know, I actually thought that was a topping when I was a kid. I always thought it was mold. I always thought... that, Yeah, well, see, I, isn't it? Isn't it mold? I think it... Nicole says yes. I see, think... I, I thought I, I used to ask for it. You used to ask for it? Yeah, yeah. I, I, at Pizza Hut, I would always look on the menu for penicillin pizza when I was a kid. <laughs> oh, because I never quite understood the scene when I was a little kid. <laughs> You're a teacher, Rob. Robert. You're... Oh, hey, I was like five. Come on. <laughs> Last week. <Yes. laughs> You're five. Oh, gosh. I'll tell you what. The Turtles films inspired me to eat anchovies for the first time and last time. Dude, I love anchovies, man. Oh, they're horrible, man! Oh, I I man. am of the I am of the opinion that see I don't put them on pizza because that's um, too much salt on them. Yeah, like it's I way get too salty. I get the can of anchovies that are in, that have like the mustard sauce in them and put them on a saltine cracker and oh, oh that sounds man. terrible. It's the only thing I think that could make that worse is mustard. Well, you, oh. well, you know, teach their own. You know, see, like that was also that's also like one of those like very few nostalgic foods I have because like my dad would always eat those. Oh, okay. He would always, you know, he, my dad would always give me the one on the bottom of the tin, and that was the one that was covered in fish oil and mustard <laughs> sauce and everything. He was like, oh god, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
I love it. I love it. I, I, it was so good. I'm afraid to eat it again because I realized, like, oh god, everybody else is right. Yeah, oh. the fools are thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Dead uh, luck. <laughs> Oh, well, all right, dudes and dudes. Hey, thank you for listening. Stay tuned. We're covering the 2007 movie in the, in the next uh, episode. Really excited to finally go back to that. And on behalf of Josh and myself, uh, here's to hoping you enjoy your friends, enjoy your family, and enjoy a mega slice of good old-fashioned penicillin pizza. Cowabunga, dudes. Cowabunga, everyone. Yeah, or like, you know, Brian from Utah being salty. Oh, well, whatever. You were salty. I'm, you know what? I'm kind of tired of him telling me what I'm supposed to like. Oh, it's great. It was absolutely great. Brian, keep you know calling what? in. Brian, start your own podcast, and I'll delete those downloads. Oh, you hoser. I will download his podcast just so I can delete it. So. You'll probably still be helping him in some weird way. <laughs> oh, well, you create your own worst enemy. So, you know. Oh, gosh. Hey, Brian, I, I hope you do do I hope you do record a podcast one day and you just yeah. completely slam Josh. It'll be, called, it'll be called Butthurt with Brian. So. <laughs> Here's another salty sniff bit from Butthurt with Brian. Butthurt with Brian. <laughs> oh, because I was just about to say, let's just do an episode where we don't edit anything. Just put it out there. Whatever's there is there. It's like, oh, no, never mind. I see what you're talking about. Yeah. So. <laughs> I don't think I can do it, Josh. I, uh, maybe it's... Maybe it's I'm on my own worst enemy. Uh, I think I think you're just being self-conscious. Yeah, I, I think you are. I think you're fine. <laughs> well, thanks, buddy. Thanks. Yeah, man. Hey. I mean, outside of, I mean, outside of like stuff like this, when you and I do it too, when we're like looking through a file or looking for something to send each other, you know, like I do that too. I'm just kind of like, oh, hold on. <laughs> we do that a lot too. <laughs> I don't really know. That should be strong uh, bed. What's that? Was, who did that? Was there was an old uh, was it Newgrounds or something? Uh, you ever heard of Strong Bad or whatever his name was? No, I don't think. Oh, so. okay. I'll, I'll have to show it to you. He does, he does that all the time. It's a really funny. Newgrounds? Is that, you talking about that old website? Yeah, yeah. But he was like, wow, I remember, on that website. I remember playing games in high school on, on that website. On Newgrounds, yeah. Yeah. yeah I remember um. Oh, there was uh, some of those Flash cartoons on there were great. Um, yeah, there was. There, one were, were, there were a lot of games that like we were not supposed to be playing in school. Oh, you know? I believe it. Yeah, yeah. There, there was one I loved called Skeletor's Bakery. It was a Flash. Yeah. Game. It wasn't a game. It was a cartoon. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! They only did like two or three episodes, but that was like the funniest thing. And I every now and then I still go back and watch it for my time. Yeah, because. It, it, it was popular for the longest time to, to hate it, and I'll tell you, what, one thing you brought up during the show, I was just so close to bring it up, it still like makes me laugh so hard, <laughs> is, uh, oh, have you ever seen the Angry Nintendo, um, oh, the Angry Nintendo Nerds review of the movie? No, I don't, I don't want to watch it, no. Oh, it's not bad, it's not, it's hilarious, it is yeah. not, it's not like... You're an idiot for liking this. Nothing like that. But yeah. he, he just makes the funniest comparison. Uh, just talking about how the, the movie was cut and everything, and like some of the storytelling. And he was he was talking about the scene that you were just talking about with um, with uh, Wit, where April meets him, and 
she goes, boy, you look familiar. And then it cuts to um, Casey Jones. Uh-huh. But before that, she goes, she looks at this rat that happens to be there as well. Oh, oh yeah. You look familiar, too. <laughs> you, you look familiar, too, yeah. And then, uh, you know, the bagger is where he just kind of pauses and goes, oh, wait a minute, are you kidding me? Uh, that has to be the most serious coincidence I've ever seen. <laughs> you mean to tell me that's the same rat? Or, like, the, the rat bloodline? Uh, it was, the way he explained it had me cry and laugh because like right after it shows that baby rat it cuts to Splinter yeah like, I didn't edit that cut in that actually happened <laughs> so that has to be the biggest coincidence I've ever seen yeah, no not oh god I'm gonna have to watch that yeah. you have to watch it is so funny I like I like James Rolfe because he is very obviously he's make, he's making fun of making fun of something oh yeah oh yeah or not as good as something else. Like, people still work hard on And, like, you look at the third uh, Turtles movie, it's like, yeah, it's kind of funny to poke fun at that movie and poke holes in the plot and everything. But, like, people still work really hard on that movie. Oh, well, oh. you know, it's like what you and I were talking about last time, talking about people that just throw shade at, at comics and not ever really have written or drawn comics before. Like, yeah. And you can... You can Say that something's not for you, but when you're just being blatantly disrespectful uh, in delivering your opinion mm-hmm. and just saying something's garbage, and you really don't back it up with anything, then it just ruins all credibility. Yeah, you know, in your opinion. So, um, but yeah, dude, you gotta watch it just for comedy's sake. It is hilarious. I, I think I will. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, oh, Speaking I'm, of comic books, man, I remember I got a rejection letter from Image Comics once. <laughs> <laughs> really? Did you write? Yeah. Did you write a letter? They um had you remember Wizard Magazine? That sounds awful familiar. Yeah, they, there was this magazine called Wizard Magazine. It was a monthly comic book magazine about the industry of, of comic books and everything. Okay, I've probably seen it before. Yeah. They had they had a huge relationship with Image Comics, and Image Comics was promoting a contest for send us a script, and if it's good, we'll give you a shot. Oh, cool. A one-issue deal, and if it sells, we'll do better with it afterwards. And so I wrote a, um, and it was bad. I was like 19, maybe, uh, maybe I was 20. It was bad. It was basically just like Spider-Man with no powers in Gotham City. Everybody sucks. Everybody's evil. Violence is the only way. And I wrote this. I wrote this really cool to me storyline. Uh, you remember my Ninja Turtle story where I had those two characters, Frank and Nini. They start. They started in that comic. Oh, cool. Those were two characters that I always had in my head, and they started with that book. And it was always what it was supposed to be. Was like a dude with no superpowers gets in a relationship with a woman who's like Supergirl, basically. And he has to fight crime on her level because they're together. And by proxy, he has to fight those kinds of battles. And he sucks at it because he's just a dude (laughs) who can do do more push-ups than most, you know? That's cool. But, like, yeah, that's what I thought. (laughs) And so I I sent it out, and they were very happy to send me a... This this, uh, comic book does not fit our criteria over here at Image Comics. It's like, well... Maybe I just won't try to write comic books, so I'll just try to be a novelist. Maybe I'll do that. <laughs> I, hey, hey, you know what? You just keep doing what you're doing, man. Yeah. You never know. You never know. You know, he, he took over. Um, I don't know if you remember this, but some of the early Spider-Mans when Image had it, 
Wait, no, no, I'm sorry. Uh, not Image. When Marvel uh, re- redid it? Yeah. When uh, they- Tom McFarlane wrote some of those, and I have some of those old issues. They're really cool. I had, I used to have the first, like, six issues of it, because it didn't last. Yeah, uh, yeah because, he wasn't on there for long. Yeah, because he got tired of Marvel, and he, he formed Image Comics. And- yeah, and I'll tell you what, if you read the letters, too... Um, at the end, like he was getting aggravated at, at, the, at the readers. Mm. Yeah, because he's like, "Look, if you if you're not happy with this type of Spider-Man, by all means, go read a different kind. But this is my Spider-Man. This is what I do with." Yeah. Him. And then that uh, that was all repeated the first ten issues, and then finally he just quit the series. Yeah. Uh, and I guess that was probably right around the image time. Yeah, and you know, I remember what really got me into Spider-Man comics was it was at the same it was the same year too. It was Eric Larson was working on the Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. And, you know, he created Savage Dragon and all that. Yeah. And so when I think of Spider-Man, I think of Eric Larson's Spider-Man. <laughs> you know, like super agile, really, really kind of scrawny, but like still super muscular somehow. And just like can do these like weird contortionist looking poses while he's swinging through the air. You're too close to this. You're off the case. I'm not off the case. <laughs> Swear to me. You can't fire. I quit. Yeah, I know. Exactly. You're Spider-Man. What do you mean you quit? <laughs> I are smart. <laughs> SMRT. SMRT, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I am smart. smart. <laughs> uh, now we're just going to sing Homer Simpson songs. You know, oh, Sp- yeah. Spider pig. <laughs> does does whatever spider pig. <laughs> Look out, he he spider pig. <laughs> I am a sucker for, I think my two favorite series are Halloween and Friday the 13th. Uh, I love those two series. And I know they got campier and cheesier as they went on. Um, but man, I'm still a sucker for them because they're 80s movies. <laughs> yeah. And it's got Jason. I, you know what I really liked? I saw Michael Myers, or I saw, I should say, I saw Halloween. I saw Halloween when I was much older. I didn't see Halloween until I was in my 20s. And... It scared the crap out of the me. The first like, one is freaky, man. First the first one, one and the second one's good too. The oh second yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's right. Uh, that's the one where in the hospital. Yeah, that with the explosion at the end. Uh, yeah, or where they, where Loomis. everybody. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, and um, uh, the I watched the first two back to back. Like I started it. It was like ten o'clock at night. And I was watching the movies until like two thirty in the morning. I just. I did not want to go to sleep. Like it was, it was creepy, man. Yeah. Like when, when uh, Jamie Lee Curtis has got the knife and she's like looking, looking around for Michael Myers, and you just see his face come in behind her. Yeah. Just like, oh. God. And yeah. like the Friday the Eighth movies have always been like silly, fun movies. Yeah. And but that first one's for, pretty scary. Well, you know what's the scariest one in my opinion? Um, me and Nicole watched it about a month ago because she had never seen it. And I hadn't seen it in a really long time. It's actually the second one. Oh, that one's great, too. We watched the second one, and I didn't even realize that was Pack-A-Nack Lodge from the game. I was like, oh, yeah, look at that. Hey, cool. And oh, then I was yeah, like, oh, my God, that's Pack-A-Nack. And they yeah. it really is. Yeah. yeah, like, and not only that, but the surrounding cabins and everything, that's, that's Pack-A-Nack. That's the whole map is there. Yeah. And it was... 
Like when and the uh, way he looks at the end with his with his mask off, and you, that's like yeah. the first time you see his face. Oh yeah. man, that was pretty rough looking. Well, like the creepiest time, the, the funniest thing that happened too was like we were watching a movie. It's right after he spears the uh, the couple in bed. Oh, what a way to and go! Then, and well, yeah, and uh, <laughs> uh, the uh, not the main girl. No, yeah, it was Ginny. Uh, Ginny's walking up up to that room and. Uh, Jason's hiding underneath the blanket in, in bed with the dead body. Oh, yeah. And he, like, sits right up, and Nicole went... Nicole jumped in her seat and goes, Jesus, God! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so- there, there was a couple of really good, uh, like, kind of... That was a running Jason, too. You know? Yeah, he was, he was running. He had the uh, the pitchfork. I think he had a pitchfork. Uh, he had a pitchfork, and then at the end of the movie, he had the, the pickaxe. You know, um, you know what scene got me um, when I, I saw this? Uh, I think it was like the second. I remember seeing New Blood first because my dad, for some reason, I think he was taping Rambo, and then like after the New <laughs> Blood was on, uh, so I, I saw that one first. But I remember specifically having a nightmare um, right after I'd seen the third film. Do you remember the, the part where I had the biggest crush on that lead character, too, that girl? What was her name? I can't remember now, but... Um, oh, Chrissy. Chris, yeah, Chris, that's right. Chris, Chris Higgins, that's her name. Yeah, yes. that's Higgins Haven, yeah. That's right, yeah. Um, but remember at the very end where uh, she she's in the canoe. It's kind of like almost like a replay of the, the end of the first film. Oh, and Jason's mom comes out. Yeah, yeah, but even before that, though, it might be either before or right after oh. that, where you see Jason in that window, and he's like, yeah, hey, cut he, open. And uh, he, cut, he comes running at her from yeah, the barn. Yeah, he, he like literally like just... Karate kicks that door open and just looks at her. Yeah. Oh, man. I was like, oh, that scared me because I remember replaying that scene over and over in my dream. That really I had oh. I had the same problem. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and you know what? Like, looking, I recently watched that movie, too, because we did a double feature. Like, right after we watched part two, we watched part three. I, lo- I love three, too. Yeah. I, 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 I can't believe I'm saying this, but I kind of think part two is my favorite one. It's always going to change. No, that's, that's a good, that's one of the best ones of the series. I agree. Yeah. Even though, like, part part three's Jason, I think, is probably the best Jason, because he just looks so just, he just uh, moves. Brooding. He moves so menacingly, and the guy that played him was a, uh, he used to be a trapeze artist. Wow, really? Yeah, so he's, like, really agile and really lean, and, like, he was so lean, in fact, that they actually had to bulk him up. Uh, they had to pad up. Yeah, they had to pad up underneath his shirt. But, like, being an adult kind of ruined the third movie for me because Chris, uh, she knows that she's back at Higgins Haven because she has to confront her fear of being in the woods because a couple of years before the whole Jason thing happens, uh, something happens to her in the woods. Yeah. She doesn't even know what happened, but she's convinced when she sees Jason that he did something to me. And I never really, I don't like that they made that that assumption with Jason you know I don't I don't think Jason would do that because like I don't think he really cares about that kind of thing because it kind of that kind of goes against his character if he doesn't think you should be doing stuff like that why would he do stuff like that you know oh yeah huh it makes no sense to me and I just I just kind of ignore part three it's like part two happened then part four. Oh, <laughs> really awesome part three you know i love um everything um, around that one that one thing and i know it's stupid to say this but that one thing kind of puts 
a damper on that movie for me. Well, the only thing I hate about Part 3 is the fact that the video game included the cars from Part 3 that are awful to drive. Oh, man. Yeah, I kind of wish... <laughs> I wish they would have put the van in there. I wish yeah, they would Yeah, yeah, save some people. But they basically got all of Part 3 in that in that game. Like, you've got Shelly, you've got Fox, the girl Jenny is wearing the same clothes as Chris. Yeah. Um, even, like, the big, uh, her big, like, lumberjack boyfriend is kind, kind of looks like Kenny with the red plaid shirt and all that. Oh, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, good, good movies, but, good yeah. Movies. Oh, I, I like them all for their own charm. I think the only one I was not that crazy about, well, I, I should go back because I've not seen it in quite some time, but I remember when I was really into them, this is, like, the blockbuster days. My dad would actually let me rent those movies where my mom wouldn't. You know? yeah. So I would kind of, yeah, I would kind of, you know, just, you know, covertly ask him for one. Um, but uh, was part five. But now I need to go back and watch it because that that included a major character, Tommy Jarvis. Yeah, and Jason's technically in that movie. Was he? What, what part? Not, was he not just not just Roy, but like Tommy Jarvis is having visions of Jason. That's right, yeah, yeah. I have yeah, to go back you know, and watch it. You know, like, that that part five is the first Jason, uh, Friday the 13th movie I ever saw. Really? Wow. Yeah, I was, it was, I, I don't know if you remember this, but remember back in the day when we were kids, like, every Friday the 13th, HBO or Showtime would just show 13th movies, like, all in a row. Yeah, or, or um, they do, like, marathons on Halloween Day. Yeah, and I was I was watching. I ended up watching like five and six, and maybe part seven. So I had like this weird fever dream of just Jason movies, <laughs> you know. But part five really, I really liked that one because um, the first one you saw. Yeah, it was the first one I saw. But I picked. I saw it like right in the middle of the movie. So like, it's when Roy is already like just like he's. It, he's not even playing around anymore. Now he's, it's raining, it's dark, he beat up Tommy Jarvis, he gets hit by a bulldozer and somehow still lives. <laughs> you know, that was when I picked up the movie. I was like, whoa, what's this? And there's this little kid that runs over uh, Jason uh, with a tractor, and I thought it was awesome. And <laughs> oh, I forgot about that part. Yeah, uh, Rad Reggie or something. That's right, yeah. yeah. Did you ever see the... Um, it was right when the remake came out. The They... His name was Jason. DVD. Oh, the documentary. That mm -hmm. was great, by the way. Yeah. I loved watching that. Uh, seeing all the old actors come back and stuff. So. Yeah, it's 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 so silly to think how much Jason means to uh, just so many people. Yeah. Because I I don't necessarily care for I don't care about Friday the Thirteenth. I like Jason Voorhees. Oh yeah. You know I don't, I don't I I to the point to where I just I. I just see like nothing but just okay, stereotypical. Just kill them. Bad <laughs> kill them. Bus. Kill them. Okay, yeah. What's Jason gonna do? That's really that's what I like about it. And um, like even to the point to when like you know you watch Jason X and you don't care that it's in space because you want to see what Jason is gonna do. You know. That's true. That's true. I, he's the only good part of that movie, I think. <laughs> uh, um, that huge marine, that big black dude that just like would fight Jason. That guy was awesome. Oh gosh, I, I don't even remember him. I have to go back and watch it. I have to yeah, go back and watch he, it. he literally carries a gun that he calls the BFG. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
Oh gosh, big furry. Uh, big furry Guantanamo. There so. you go. That's it. That's it. <laughs>